Welcome to Elbow Grease. I am your host, Tavisha. Here, we talk about everything fitness. That includes the mental, physical, and sometimes even spiritual. Nothing is off topic. Welcome back to Elbow Grease. If you were with me last week, you know that I talked about how to love yourself and not forgetting to do that. So this week, I wanted to piggyback on that and talk a little bit about how we're not going to go on that diet again for the umpteenth time this year, especially since the holidays are coming up. So let me give you a little bit of a scenario. You're probably very familiar with it. Listen up. So you've gone on a diet, right? You got bomb ass results. Now you're sitting pretty, feeling pretty damn good about yourself. Like you done lost all the weight, everything looking right and tight. You done toned up and everything. You just out here for it. Then all of a sudden, two to three weeks or maybe a month or two goes by and that weight just starts creeping up on you. At first, it's like one or two pounds a week. A few weeks later, it's gotten up to 10 to 15 pounds. You done put the weight back on. Now you frustrated, standing there telling yourself that you like the way you currently look just to make yourself feel better. Knowing good and damn well you would not have gone on that diet in the first place if that's how you truly felt. <laughs> but you may not fall into that spectrum. You may be on the other end of it. So there's a second scenario. Maybe you couldn't find the motivation to stay on the diet. You bought it. You did all the things you need to do to get prepared for it. And then you didn't find the motivation. You couldn't stick with it. It lasted maybe a week or two. So you didn't see any results, not the results the first, not now one. Therefore, you've wasted your time, your energy, your hard-earned bag, and that's a damn tragedy. So my question is, how long are you planning on staying in this, on this merry-go-round and seesawing and yo-yoing and all those other toys you used to play with when you were a kid? If you've tried all the diets and still ain't where you want to be, this episode is for you. You know what? I, I, I don't know you, but hopefully that'll change. Uh, but I don't want you out here looking like Boo Boo the Fool. So let's go ahead and wrap about what we need to do to get you off this merry-go-round. No matter what you currently look like, this episode would help you if you work it. All you need is a little, discipl- a little discipline and focus. So that's what we're going to touch up on on this week's episode is how to get you through these holidays and get your new year started off right with the new and improved you. Finally, let's start off with why you shouldn't go on a diet. And we're going to go into the mental, spiritual, and the physical aspect of of each one of those. And then we're going to go into what you need to do to make sure you don't have to go on a diet and then how to maintain that not having to go on a diet. First off, dieting is stressful. Uh, calorie restricting produces stress hormones. And if you're familiar with last week's episode, we know that we talked about cortisol and all the side effects that that has on your body that could be permanent. So why would we go ahead and diet and add even more stress on top of it, which is going to put us in another vicious cycle of gaining more weight. So that stress acts on your fat cells to increase the amount of abdominal fat. So if you've noticed over the past couple of years, if you've been super, super stressed, that waistline has just grown and grown and grown. Uh, and so that's what we want to prevent. Now, I am a firm believer that everything is mental, which is why even though this is a podcast about physical fitness for the most part, 
we spend or I spend a lot of time on the mental aspect because mentally you can overcome anything with the right amount of knowledge. So no, motivation isn't going to get you there. It's neuroscience is the reason why it's troubling for you or feels like it's impossible for you to lose the weight and then keep it off. Our bodies are well-oiled machines. So in this example, think of your body as a car. If you know that it takes half a tank of gas to drive across the state, then all of a sudden you try to put a quarter tank of gas and drive across the state and expect it to make it there. It's pretty much not going to do that. And that's kind of what happens to our bodies when we try to change things about our eating habits without seeing exactly what the process is and how it's going to affect our bodies individually. So that brings me to metabolic suppression. And that happens usually in one or two instances. One would be someone who's been dieting for too long and their body just isn't getting the nutrients. So your body adapts and only uses the essential things that it needs to keep to stay alive. And then two are the people who go on these generalized diets who've seen that or tried different things and none of it has worked. And in the process, they've kind of messed up their metabolism a little bit. But the good news is we can recover. So here are a list of things that we want to do. One, and probably the most important to me and every single success story that I've ever had is mindful eating. What is mindful eating? Mindful eating is being aware of what you're eating. That means understanding it mentally. Uh, and by that, I mean knowing how it's going to affect your body and how it makes you feel. Um, spiritually, there may be some things that are you may not be able to eat because of your, of your particular religion or beliefs, and that's fine. So you may have to do a little bit more digging or research about what that is and how that's going to work for you. And then physically, understanding how it makes, how your body performs. For example, for me, when I eat a sweet potato, it gives me loads and loads of energy, like having, drinking three or four cups of coffee. But if I do the same thing with the white potato, it's going to spike my blood sugar and then I'm going to be tired and then that makes me crave more carbs. I tend to stick with sweet potatoes in that instance. The second thing you want to do is keep a food journal. You don't have to keep the food journal for the rest of your life, but you're going to need to keep one as long as it takes you to figure out how certain foods affect your body and however long it takes you to reach your fitness goals. No, you don't have to do it every single day. If you can get it in three days a week, that's enough to start off with. The goal is to keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. The simpler your food intake is, the more manageable it's going to be. I'm not going to lie to you. This is not always going to be the easiest thing to do, but it will be simple. And so if you can keep your food simple as well, it makes it that much more manageable. The next is going to be be prepared. Pretty sure you've probably been to a Thanksgiving dinner before. If not, do your Googles and figure out what kind of foods they serve at your particular Thanksgiving. When you're preparing for Thanksgiving, understand what you're going to be eating and how much you're going to be eating. I prefer you not to sit down and eat every single thing at the table all at one time. If you're going to go back for seconds and thirds, 
Spread that shit out. You're going to be there all day watching a football game, outside playing freeze tag or whatever the case may be. Spread it out um, because that gives your body time to digest it. And also you time to recognize how you feel while you're eating the food. When we eat too fast, that full signal doesn't get to our brain until it's too late and we've already overeaten. And that's the most single most important thing that you want to try to avoid over these holidays. And then lastly, be patient. This is not going to be an overnight thing. Learning how to manage my weight and be comfortable with that is an ongoing process. And it's probably one of the single most difficult things I've had to do. It took me a good two to three years, especially with me being a boxer, because I have to manipulate my weight all the way down to the ounce to make weight for my fights. So I'm in these trenches with you. I understand it's probably weight manipulation is the hardest thing about my sport. And so if you're at the beginning of this journey, I want to encourage you to be even more patient because you don't know what you don't know. And then when you do know it, sometimes you still aren't even able to do it because of mitigating circumstances. And that's fine. You get to try again. That's the best thing about this is the new day is a new day. You can start over again with your food and take five minutes from now and just make good decisions. So with that being said, the things that we want to focus on for this week is one, mindful eating, food journaling, keeping that simple as far as the types of food you're eating. Prepare. If you want to meal prep, that's fine. But also think about what you're going to be eating and then recognize when you do eat it, how that's going to affect you physically, mentally, spiritually. And then lastly, again, be patient. None of this is going to work without patience. Now that we know why we shouldn't go on that diet, I want to talk to you about why you probably would want to consider changing your eating habits or at least reviewing them to make sure that you are staying on the right track. I want to keep this simple. We're going with the simple theme this episode um, and just take a look at your carbs, your fats, and your protein. Each and every meal that you eat should have one of those in each category. An example of a carb would be brown rice, white rice, an example of a fat would, would be um, any type of oil, olive oil, coconut oil, or an avocado, um, flaxseed oil. And then lastly, protein. That could be found in eggs, um, a lot of different um, dairy products, um, like yogurt and things of that nature. So when you're recording your food for those three times a week, try and make sure that every time you eat, you have a carb, a fat, and a protein. And why you should consider doing that is because ultimately your food is going to be 80% of what's going to help you to change your body composition and look the way you want to look and feel. All in all, carbs, protein, and fats will help you to change your body composition. In addition to that, it will also give you more energy, more physical and mental awareness, help you to be more efficient and regulate your mood, which is the most important to me because we all eat our feelings, whether we want to admit it or not. 
You eat when you feel hungry. Sometimes you eat when you don't feel hungry. When you're stressed, you eat. So any type of emotion is easily attached to eating. And that's so not the move. But now that we are not going to go on that diet, and we're going to practice mindful eating as well as try and switch up our eating habits a little bit by keeping it simple, I want to transition into a listener letter. This is Elbow Grease's very first listener letter, and I want to thank Jasmine for reaching out because I want to help any and everybody that I can. So Jasmine says that her biggest concern right now is running in the cold and the dark, and that because of her schedule, she doesn't really have time to run or work out through the day. She says, are there any particular focus groups you'd recommend for marathon training? And she also found it interesting um, that when I talked about when I was on the Millennial Love episode, that body needs change within a workout routine to actually see results. And she thinks that's why she's been bored with the plan that she's currently on. And so her real questions are below, are here. So what do I think about juicing in terms of healthy eating? Um, I also mentioned something about a breakdown of breakfast last um, two episodes ago on the elbow grease episode of millennial love and how to incorporate a balanced meal in a smoothie. She also um, mentioned that I had a few tips on eating on a budget and she would really love to know more about that. Those are all episodes in general by themselves. So what I plan on doing is creating episodes just specifically on those topics, but I'll give you a general synopsis um, here. So going back to running outside, girl, you're just gonna have to do it. In the cold, yeah, I hate it too. But what I would suggest is getting in a thorough 10 to 15, maybe even 20 minute warm up so you can get a good sweat going. So that way you won't feel that big temperature change when you first go outside. Also, layer your clothes. I will put on a couple pairs of gloves. Um, I'll even go as far as getting those hand and feet warmers that you can get at like Home Depot or Lowe's or maybe even Target or Walmart uh, as well. And in addition, I spend hella money on my workout gear. One, because I can write that shit off. But two, because when you look good, you feel good. But the most important reason is because I want to stay warm and investing in the $80, workout gear will do just that. You can get some tights that are lined and you don't have to run in big baggy sweats because there's nothing worse than running in a cold sweat with big baggy sweats on. So I like things that wick sweat, but also can keep me um, warm. Then next thing you ask me about juicing in terms of healthy eating. When you juice, you take out all of the nutrients. It's the only thing left is sugar. So I am not particularly a fan of juicing because you, you miss all the fiber. And the fiber is what's going to help keep you regulated and flush out all of those Um, toxins and things that your body doesn't need or can't use to help you get towards your fitness goals. So instead of juicing, which takes extra money and extra time, and then you got to buy all this special equipment, just drop everything in the blender and blend it up and just leave it in the blender a few, three, four, five extra minutes to make sure you're not chewing your smoothie. That's the worst. Um, And then you also want to know about healthy eating on a budget. The thing that I found the most helpful to me in keeping my budget down as far as it pertains to eating is buying frozen vegetables. They work the same as regular vegetables. Um, if you go into Kroger, I don't know if you have Kroger in your part of the country. If you go into to, to Kroger, Sprouts, Whole Foods or whatever, the frozen vegetables are generally cheaper and they have a longer shelf life. 
or if you want to go to a um, a food market or, um, it, or or those things that they have outside, I can't think of the name of them right now. Um, farmers market, there we go. Or you can go to a farmers market, um, and they generally are cheaper because they're locally produced, and so you don't have to pay for all the logistics and stuff like that um, and the overhead of the companies. So in addition to that, um, when I'm eating healthy, don't eat out. One, because it's going to be more expensive. Um, And two, you don't know what's in it. So I'm assuming that whatever restaurant you go to, they didn't grow grow the food or grow or build the chicken um, in that particular restaurant. So they had to transport it from somewhere. And whenever you have to transport food, that means that there's some type of processed something on it. Could be extra salt, could be extra oil, but that's something that you wouldn't normally have if you just went to the store and bought some some chicken breasts and then cooked it on George Foreman or baked it in your oven because you are in control of everything that you put in it. So the best thing that you can do is cook your own food and then buy frozen stuff. Just like you buy frozen meat, you can buy frozen vegetables. Um, It doesn't quite work the same for fruits, though. You do have to buy your own fruits. And if you have a patio or a yard, I would consider getting a garden. Planting season is coming up uh, pretty soon, as soon as the the, the winter chill comes through, the snap comes through, and then you should be good to go on that as well. So I hope I answered your questions. Um, And if you have any more, please feel free, Jasmine, to email me um, or reach out to me on social media at elbowgrease.com I know you uh, elbowgrease.com I know you said you're not on social media like that so you can go ahead and email me again at elbowgreasepod at gmail.com that is spelled e-l-b-o-w-g-r-e-a-s-e-p-o-d at gmail.com and so with all of that being said guys I want to challenge you all over the next week It's the elbow grease challenge from today until the 22nd. Today is the 15th until the 22nd of November. I want to challenge you guys to shoot me a picture of your healthy meals over the next three days. Or if you want, wait till you get the whole day, record your food and then shoot me an email or post it on social media and use the hashtag elbow grease. E-L-B-O-W-G-R-E-A-S-E. So. Again, we are going to have the elbow grease food challenge. I'm not asking you to record your weight. I'm not asking you to, to, to tell me, you know, every single thing that you did. All I want is your food, um, what you did and what you ate. You can send me a picture. That's usually the quickest, quickest way. Snap a picture on your phone and then post it on Instagram or, um, or even Snapchat or uh, Twitter and use the hashtag elbow grease. Or you can just at me at Elbow Grease Pod. My name is Tavisha. So if you want to do the work and figure out how to spell my name, I'm going to spell it for you here. But it doesn't, it's not pronounced how it's phonetically spelled. So it is T as in Tom, A, V as in Victor, E, R, S as in Sam, H, A. That's at Tavisha that you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Um, Use the hashtag elbow grease i'll be looking out i'll respond with you guys the more the merrier ask me questions send me any questions you have via email and always and as always huge shout out to millennial love i am honored to be a part of you guys's network 
Happy to be a part of the family and congratulations on being the best podcast in Dallas. Yeah, yay.